The games are underway and DraftKings is bringing you to the podium. DraftKings free-to-play pools are available every day of the games in Tokyo and offering a free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes. That's up to $50,000 up for grabs and the best part is that it's free-to-play. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes every day of the games in Tokyo. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Man, the NBA draft just happened, Team USA bounces back, and the Lakers land Russell Westbrook, and a free agency frenzy begins. I'm Rosa Panta. Of course, this is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. I have the two hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend? My name is... Hey, special shout out to our boy John here. Happy birthday, my brother. Of course, John. How you living, man? Happy birthday. My name is... Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing great. It's great to be 23. <laughs> this fool... <laughs> he's definitely okay, 23 okay. he's 23 I'm 22 alright so. 23 plus what 10 15 something years like that whatever wow. we don't count anymore at this age <laughs> this is true this is true man the NBA draft just happened and the draft results I feel like kind of went the way everyone expected I mean the Pistons got Cade Cunningham the Rockets got Jalen Green Cavaliers with Evan Mobley I wanted to ask you guys which of these players are you excited about for next year? And we're like considering the roster, we're considering the city, the team that they're on. I'm gonna start with the birthday boy, my man, John. Oh man, that's a good that's a good question. I think the easy answer is Kate Cunningham. And yeah. I, I'm gonna go a different route. I'm gonna this might surprise you guys, but I'm gonna say Jonathan Kuminga. For the Golden State Warriors. Warriors. And I know. Okay. And I'm going to say that because I know that he's a, he has the highest, highest ceiling, I think, of anyone in the draft, the, the most potential. And I know that's kind of not what the Warriors want right now with Steph and Clay in their, in their prime and probably what, two, one or two years out of being in that prime. So, but if, yeah. if, depending on how fast this kid can develop looking at his highlights i didn't really know much about him to going into the draft to be honest but to see what i think he is capable of he, he has the highest ceiling of any of, the, of these players so for me i'm gonna go with jonathan kaminga man jj he goes with a warrior he goes with jonathan kaminga um what do you think of that i think that's dope i mean uh straight from conga um yes sir I felt that a lot of the fans were kind of like worried about that pick, but the Warriors did have another uh, first round pick at number 14, and they picked up uh, Moses Moody, who's known to be more NBA ready. Yes, sir. So we'll see in that front. Um, this draft was about who could help Steph right now. And yeah. I think not only Warrior fans, but the NBA just wanted to see a strong push for the Warriors to pick up another superstar holla, holla. and Bradley Beal was in the works or you know was in the trade rumors or whatnot but 
we'll see what's up and you know like what john was saying the easy answer to see for the upcoming rookie and how they would do is kate um kate cunningham but i don't know within the past few years we've seen the first pick be bust and the right. Cavs have known to have a lot of bust what? Boston had a lot of multiple picks in the first round and those didn't really pan out other than you know they're two superstars right now so draft picks could become easily overrated in time yeah yeah I'm gonna agree and like John, you going with Jonathan Kuminga, you actually took the words right out of my mouth because, I mean, like JJ was saying, this guy is only 18 years old. He's from Conga. He didn't really start playing basketball until he was like 13. And to think that the Warriors went with such a young prospect is kind of exciting, right? It's about about gathering assets. And if Jonathan Kuminga can be that young asset, you know, in like two or three years, who knows what the Warriors can turn that into, whether that be you know, another championship stint with Steph or something for the future. But I think there's a lot there. You know, this might be a reach too, but you mentioned that he didn't start playing basketball until until he was 13. But there's also another guy who didn't start playing basketball until he was way older. And that guy's name is Giannis Antetokounmpo. <laughs> yeah. Not to get you guys excited, Man. but I'm just saying. That there's, getting you me know, hyped. I'm getting you hyped. <laughs> Um, the person I'm going to go with, though, about the, the person I'm the most excited about is actually Jalen Green with the Houston Rockets. And I just got to give a shout out to to Jalen Green because, I mean, his mom is half Filipino. That's kind of cool. And like during his interview, he literally said, like, you know, it's great to have like to be married with Houston and be, you know, part Filipino. That seems like almost like fate. That, that was going to happen that he landed in houston so that's what i'm excited about what pairing are you guys not excited about what draft pick do you feel the most sorry for i guess jj i'm gonna go with you Ooh, uh i don't know i know that some of the picks for example i want to say um the thunder with josh giddy people were iffy about um he came from Australia, I believe. And it's always kind of like a worrisome when NBA teams do draft international players. And I think Piston fans will have PTSD with Darko. True. <laughs> yeah. Because they drafted Darko over Melo, right? And Melo could have been part of that championship squad with Rip, Chauncey. And I don't know, international play, is it, can you gauge how they could play with these superstars in the NBA or even college level? And does it even translate? I guess there is hope because of Luka, right? But Josh Giddy, that would probably be my pick right now where we'll see what happens. Does his game translate into the NBA? Yeah, and Giddy was taken right before Jonathan Kuminga, who actually a lot of people thought that was going to be the number six pick. John, what about you? The worst pick. Whoever the Knicks drafted. You lose. No, Come on now. I'm kidding. <laughs> the I'm going to go with... <laughs> Honestly, I think the Raptors missed out on Jalen Suggs. Yeah. Suggs went yeah. number five to the mm-hmm. Magic. And I, watching him 
limited time in the tournament with for, for Gonzaga, I think he's a star. And I think that the four teams, well, Jade Cunningham was kind of the consensus number one. Yes, Jalen Green is also up there, top three. But I think Jalen Suggs should have been in the top three, to be honest with you, even over Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes. So I think the Magic got Ooh. the steal at that number. So I'm, I'm thinking that for me, oh. the worst the worst pick or worst pick that, that the teams didn't make were the Cavs and the Raptors missing out on Suggs in, at number three or four. So uh, with Jalen Suggs, and I wanted to ask both of your opinion on this, the reason that he didn't get drafted higher than they expected was he had a bad workout. What? Mm. And okay. I don't know if this would, you know, as you guys were, say you're in HR, you know, we're in business or we're, we're in our jobs or even as a scout, can you even really count a workout as something towards your assessment? Because as I mentioned earlier, the reason that Darko went up so high was Joe Dumars saw him for their personal workout and apparently he blew them out of the water. But with Jalen Suggs, he had a terrible workout. So, man, June 1st, what do you think? Like, does a workout even matter to you guys or do you go over film? I know the the cop-out answer is, oh, we go over everything, right? Like, we look at everything, (laughs) but... Like, everything's compounded, right? Yeah, what do you guys think? So my my initial reaction is that that they shouldn't use a workout to really make the decision for the draft. Rather, they should use it as a confirmation for where that person is being selected, yeah. right? Because you look, you should be looking at the full body of work. You should be looking at you know game by game what they're doing because that's where the the level of competition brings out the best in you. And I wouldn't say in a workout, you know, there's no competition there. It's just you working out. It's really hard to replicate that, right? What you're seeing in film. So True. I'm going to give an example here. It's kind of a, a drastic example. But last year with LaMelo Ball, I don't know if he purposefully tanked his own stock, but he notoriously had a bad workout. He had a bad workout. So he went to number three. Ooh-wee. And he also was having bad interviews. They were saying that like he would have the most awkward interviews. He wouldn't give good answers. So maybe this was like Jalen Suggs' way to try to get onto a better team. I don't know if that's too much like conspiracy theory thoughts. But John, what do you think? No, I, I agree for the most part. I don't, I don't think a workout is a true... It mirrors what kind of competition you face in a real NBA game or with other people playing against you. It's... I think you're going 75, 85% really. And it's hard to mimic or it's hard to replicate an actual competitive NBA game. So to try to make an assessment saying this is how he's going to perform in an actual NBA game when he's not really practicing in that, sen- in that setting, I don't think it's it's an accurate assessment. And so, True. again, I wouldn't put too much stock into it. Guys have amazing workouts all the time and they end up being average or even not great. And then you guys have terrible workouts, like June, like June said, with Lamelo, and he ends up being Rookie of the Year and and yeah, crushing expect and crushing expectations, right? So oh. I don't I don't put much stock into it, but we'll see. I guess it remains to be seen how how the season will play out. Yeah, I mean my my vote for probably draft pick and like worst draft pick and team marriage, it it has to be the Cavs and Evan Mo- Mobley. 
I feel bad for Evan Mobley because I feel like he's a great prospect. I mean, he's seven foot, he's mobile, he can stretch the floor, he runs the floor, and it just sucks yes, that he has to go play with the non-inspired Kevin Love. Yo, like, that seems like a really crappy thing to, to run into. At least he lives in Cleveland. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> But damn, man, that's true. Shots man. fired. That's just it's hey, losing just all around, man. I just complimented <laughs> the city, and you guys are taking shots. It was a sneak diss. That's gotta be a sneak diss. Come on. <laughs> but before the draft, we had a blockbuster trade. John's just smiling ear to ear right now. Russell Westbrook gets traded to the Lakers. For Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Montrez Harrell, and the 22 pick. I got to go with John first, man. What do you think of this trade? When I first saw the, the trade, I didn't see any other names other than Kyle Kuzma. And I immediately jumped for joy. <laughs> Approval. I approve. <laughs> Approval. Approve. No. I, no, that's, that's slander. Come on. I, I honestly, Kuzma didn't really work out here, but I, I'm... He he was a part of the championship team, so I, I'll wish him nothing but the best. In yeah. terms of the tr the actual trade, I feel like it's either going to be a match made in heaven or an utter and complete disaster. There's no yeah. middle ground, and that's right. how I feel. I don't I don't I just I think it's going to be one of the one or the other, just so polar opposite, and a lot of it is going to depend on how LeBron and AD adjust to Westbrook and, and vice versa. I know that there is not a lot of shooting that comes with Westbrook, but there are a lot of other valuable things that come with him as a player. And that's 110% on the court at all times. That is a alpha, an alpha male, a leader, vocal, who can get in guys' ears, guys like AD who are a little more timid and can be passive at times. And LeBron, who's Again, he's obviously a leader. He's one of the greatest players of all time. But he's also can be, he can be the type of person who wants to be liked. And I think Westbrook is the opposite of both of that. He just, he'll say what's on his mind, and he doesn't care who's in his way. And I think one of the biggest benefits that Westbrook will bring to the Lakers is not even what he does on the court specifically. It's more about giving LeBron James rest. Because Westbrook is, is a is a certified he he's a point guard and he can he has his faults but he is an he is a ball handler that the Lakers have not had Schroeder I wouldn't count as the uh, as somebody who can handle the ball consistently and play that point guard role that we need someone to play in order to give LeBron James the rest that he needs at the at age 36 37 coming in December. So for me I think that is underlooked and undervalued and I think it's going to be a huge benefit in terms of resting and conserving LeBron James's energy for when we need him the most which is playoff yeah. time but what, what percentage are you in do you think am I in on the trade yeah. like well he's already a Laker and you guys know as, as a, an avid fan of your team <laughs> oh, come you, on man no, 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 I'm not. No, I'm, 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 I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to. No, I'm not going to go 100. I'm not going to go 100. I'm going to be real. Um, I'm like 70, 75 percent in. 70. Okay, that's that's a decent amount. Yeah, that's, that's a, a decent, decent chunk. It's like a, that's a passing grade, but um, I have my cautious skepticism and and just you know 
I don't know what's gonna happen. Reservations, right? Looking for the yeah. right word. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm opti- I'm cautiously optimistic. I'll leave it at that. JJ, what do you think of this trade, man? Be honest. Well, I don't we even know, know where to start. So hey, I know John's <laughs> getting super mad at me, but no, the I, one thing I want that you <laughs> bring, bring, just bring. I want it you to bring bring all the heat. I want all the yeah, heat. Yeah, yeah. I want all the smoke. No. Like, uh, to be honest, like the one thing that Russell Westbrook brings that the Lakers don't have is stability, which they don't have in one of their superstars with AD. He brings energy, which they really needed yeah. last year during the playoffs. So yes, those are two, two variables um, that I feel that you're getting with Westbrook. Now, the, the part that I felt was kind of weird was that I wanted the Lakers to have a point guard that could be a floor general, that could distribute, play defense, and shoot when needed. Essentially a 3 and D. Everyone was thinking that Chris Paul would sign with the Lakers, and I thought that would have been a great fit, especially playing with LeBron, and LeBron wouldn't be timid to yell back at him. Yes, sir! And you have AD that could demand the ball, play the pick and roll, so on and so forth. Looking at Westbrook's history, KD left. Rumors always said that he didn't get along with Westbrook, right? You have Paul George who signed and then he requested a trade. Rumors said that he didn't like playing with Westbrook. He played with Harden and it wasn't his fault, but even there were rumors there that Harden was getting a little frustrated playing with Westbrook. So, do you really want Westbrook with LeBron and AD, a ball-dominant player that doesn't shoot well, that grabs rebounds from his other teammates? Yeah. Sorry, John. (laughs) (laughs) I think think those are all all valid points. And, like, one person, one more person I'm going to add out there is he played with Bradley Beal, and he was the second in scoring. And he couldn't really make it work there either. I think just Westbrook's history has to make you worry. But the thing that confuses me is that the Lakers had a deal, pretty much, it sounded like. They had another deal with Buddy Heald, who could stretch the floor. He was a knockdown three-point shooter. I think there's some stats out there that showed that he's like Steph Curry, Klay Thompson-level shooter right now. Like the 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 volume plus the percentage, like he would have been a great fit with with LeBron James, but instead they bring Russell Westbrook, and that just makes me think that that maybe they just weren't quite sold on Buddy Heald, and they needed a a surefire star, and they're just hoping the LeBron James effect happens with Westbrook, and they're just not even considering what happened with other teams, right? Because you could blame those situations on Harden. You could blame the situation on KD. You could blame the situation just about on anyone but Westbrook if you wanted to, right? If you wanted to spin it that way. John, what's your counter yeah. to all this? I have to say, I I really hate the fact that I agree with a lot of what JJ said, but I, I do. <laughs> I agree with a lot of it. I think he makes valid points. Yeah. And those are my concerns too. I think the fit... I think the Lakers knew that Westbrook or know that Westbrook isn't the the perfect fit on paper, but they had an opportunity to get a third star, which Westbrook is. 
mm-hmm. and I think they jumped at the opportunity and are betting on the chance that they will work it out and that the fit will somehow work. That guys, and the reality is, guys, somebody's going to have to sacrifice. Maybe all three of them. AD is probably the least who would have to sacrifice, but their games are going to have to change a bit. And maybe they looked at the Brooklyn Nets and everybody who was doubting them, right? Harden, ball dominant. Kyrie, ball dominant. Durant is probably the, the guy who is the biggest team player. And they made it work. The only reason they didn't make the finals, they probably would have won it all, if we're being honest, yes, sir. if Kyrie didn't get hurt and Harden wasn't 100%, or was 100%, excuse me. Yeah, that's facts. So, that's great, facts, great right? Point. Great points, and, dude. And so, yeah, thank you. That's the first compliment JJ's ever given me. <laughs> I mean, it, it is your birthday. It's yeah, it is birthday. my birthday. Right? Happy yeah. birthday, man. Well, but late, I mean, it's one day late. But yeah, maybe that, maybe it's my lucky day, my birthday. But uh, no, I, I appreciate that. I think that's... So again, I think the Lakers know, like the rest of us, that he's not a great fit on paper. But they're they're just pulling the trigger because it, three superstars on one team is hard to come by. And just try to figure it out. And LeBron's not getting any older, so I think they're just they're going all in, and they're taking the risks and the concerns with them and, and trying to figure it out. Well, I'm, how cool how cool is that going to be if it's you know Lakers versus Nets, which we wanted this year. Yeah. But now you have Westbrook. And you know who doesn't? You know they've he he's had his beef or whatever you want to call it with KD, KD and yeah. LeBron, Kyrie. There's like it's the superstar trios is back. Yes, sir. Yeah, that would be a show-stopping finals. I'll, I'll, it would be I'll leave fun, it. man. That would be wild. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. And I know I'm a big like conspiracy theorist guy. Like sometimes I I look way way too deep on things. I will say this. I honestly think low key. That Westbrook isn't even really the move. Hold up. I think they wanted the money. I think they wanted his salary. What? And I think I, they wanted his superstar status so that they can move him. I'm going to just say it here. I think there's a trade, a bigger trade that's going to happen later in the year. And let's say, like, a Damian Lillard gets unhappy. Do you know whose money matches Damian Lillard? Russell Westbrook. So if he tries to force a trade, if something happens like that, they have the money to do it. They have the flexibility, the, the cap flexibility to do it. I think that's a really sneaky oh. thing that not a lot of people are talking about, but that's something I'm going to look out for because I don't think Westbrook is it, man. I don't think it's it. Man, the Lakers out here playing checkers and Roe is playing 40 <laughs> chess. <laughs> I hope that's the trade is for man. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons? That'd be crazy. <laughs> Yeah, so we can shoot 6% from the field. <laughs> nah. So there's a lot of other off-season moves that have been happening. Have you guys reviewed a lot of these moves? Like, is, is there a team that you're looking at right now where you're like, man, like this team got a whole lot more interesting in the off-season? At least, you know, day one of the off-season. I'll say, I'll say that Chris Paul resigning for $120 million is pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because they have so many contracts that are coming up and you're signing someone that could be playing close to their 40s who's had injury history that's taking up that much cap with an owner who's known not to spend. So right. they're going to be heading to the luxury tax and it's going to like, well, you're kind of all in now, which is good, right? Yeah. But is Chris Paul worth $120 million, John? It's uh, 
it's hard to say i don't i personally don't think so because the suns were very fortunate to make it to the finals this year and that's not to downplay what they did they couldn't they're not they're not responsible for the injuries that happened but it's naive to say right it's it's uh it would be incomplete for anybody to say that they made the finals without really facing the stiffest competition because they faced the lakers without ad they faced the nuggets without jamal murray and they faced the clippers without Kawhi for the most part so i don't think so i think he's at the end of his tail end of his career i think he he showed signs of slowing down this year if you really paid attention to the suns games he wasn't consistent like i think we've seen chris paul to be for the most part in in his you know in his prime so I don't think it's it's a good deal. I think they could have had him for a lot cheaper, and I think they should have tried to get him for way less years. Yeah, right Right now, what I'm looking at is the Miami Heat. Like, Miami Heat, I mean, Kyle Lowry gets dealt to the Miami Heat. They sign P.J. Tucker. They extend Jimmy Butler and Duncan Robinson. Like, that sounds like a nasty group that they're developing over there in Miami. And baby, baby. I don't know... I don't know if that quite competes with the Brooklyn Nets. We'll see what the Nets have um, at the end of free agency because I think the Nets are really, I think they're kind of screwed on salary, right? I think they only really have like a mid-level exception at like 5.9 mil and then a bunch of like vet minimums that they could do. But that's really all the moves that they have left. But the Heat are looking rather deep. So I'm I'm kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, I like the Heat. That's a good That's a good call. They made some nice moves so far. And I'm trying to see what, what other moves that were kind of interesting. I mean, for the Suns, I mean, I can't believe they signed Campaign for only 19 mil on three years. Yeah, he needs to fire his agent, dude. Right? That's what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying. Like, Campaign was an important part last year for the Suns. How is he only going to get 19 mil for three years? That's like robbery, dude. Yes, sir. Yeah, this is a this is a market where guys are getting overpaid. So I don't. Yeah, I mean, campaign must just be a really nice guy, or his agent is just not doing his job, like JJ said. <laughs> Dude, like, bro, Zach Collins got paid, and this will if Zach Collins could get paid, you, come on. Yeah. Zach Collins went to the Spurs. I think he got like thirty some. 30 something for three years like that's crazy dude yeah, buddy, that's some yes, crazy money buddy. anyway <laughs> we'll move on from free agency we're gonna talk about team usa team usa is back guys that's what they're saying they defeated iran they defeated the czech republic their next game is against spain against ricky rubio the casal brothers rudy fernandez victor claver and company we have to win this do you guys think we're going to beat Spain tomorrow. I'm going to start off by saying I didn't know that beating Iran and the Czech Republic means that we're back. <laughs> I, it, That's what the media says, man. That, the they media, said that I we're mean, primed to win. Dude. Primed to yeah. win. Those, I feel like those are two teams that you should beat. Yeah. Even with starting your bench players. But, and that's, it's, I don't know. True. I mean, I'm still not convinced. I, I'll believe it when I see it. Spain obviously is a yeah Spain is gonna be a challenge so we'll see what happens tonight I think it's starting in like 30 45 minutes and I don't know I'm still not convinced I don't know if the team that they have is strong enough 
I mean, look at Slovenia. Luka Doncic and that team is, they're just winning game after game after game. Imagine if that team ends up playing the Team USA and knocks them out. That would be wild, man. Just cementing Luka Doncic as not only like one of the best NBA players, but again, just one of the best players in the world. Yeah. I mean, Luka and Slovenia, I think they're undefeated right now. Yeah. Which is pretty impressive, yeah. man. JJ, you think we're beating Spain? I always think that Team USA they have to win. Yeah. Do I think they're th do I think they're uh, going to win? I don't know, man. They surprised me with those losses, which is pretty ridiculous. Like Ricky Rubio, he's he he's not an all star. The Gosal brothers, they're like fifty five. <laughs> Rudy Rudy Fernandez, I haven't even heard of this fool playing within the last five years in the NBA. Yeah. And then Victor Claver, like, that dude, was he in the G League or something? Did he play for AAU? He is, he was, he was something. Jade, so JJ, if you had your favorite kicks on the line, betting on the line of Team USA winning at all, you would you make that bet? Or would you say, nah, these are my favorite kicks? Nah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put my Jordan 4s on the line. No, absolutely not. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even put your Skechers on the line. <laughs> yeah, well, like we're like we're like Drake, my, like my just trust issues, like straight up trust issues, man. My my Skechers are right my Skechers are Rose K Swiss, nineteen ninety four. I ain't even betting gotta, that, man. I gotta mean, get you, those shape ups, bro. That's once you guys Joe lost, <laughs> once they lost to Nigeria, nope, no bets for Team USA for me, man. I'm cheering. I'm cheering for him, but no bets for me. We're going to end on kind of a fun note. There's a New York City baller who, let's just show the video. RJ, we got this video over here. If you could run this video for me. This man, New York City baller, he's over here, he leans over, he smokes out of a hookah. Then he runs onto the court, he gets a steal. And he dribbles it down the court and gets it for a fly lefty layup. The crowd is just going wild, laughing. I just want to know, was this a dub or a dud for you, JJ? Oh, dude, for sure a dub. And yeah. uh, this this podcast, The Clinic, we don't promote smoking hookah. Yes, sir. But that was super sick. <laughs> he took a rip. Absolutely. Yep. Took a rip. Stole the ball. And then laid it up. And just check out this dude's frame. Like, you know, when we played street ball, there was this one cat by the name of Mighty Mouse. Short, heavier set, but super quick. Yeah. Look at that, Mighty Mouse. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, and the nickname. The nickname is Hookah Doncic right now. <laughs> <laughs> John, what you think of this? Dub or dud? 100% dub. I feel like Team USA should sign Huka Doncic to go <laughs> to counter if they ever play Slovenia against Luka Doncic. Can you imagine? No, nah, it's it's a it's pretty impressive. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, to smoke tobacco to fill your lungs with smoke and then just go out and not only get a steal like JJ said, but go ahead and just make a lefty lay lefty too. Come on, man, that's that's impressive. Yeah. I gotta give him a dub. I'm going to give him a dub, too. 
I mean, this is like the adult version of of Space Jam, where the secret stuff is is from a hookah. Yeah. It gave him superpowers for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. And, you know, that's actually it for our pod tonight. JJ, thank you for being on, my friend. Hey, thank you. And happy birthday again to our brother right here, John. We love yeah, you. Yeah, the birthday. The birthday boy, John. Thank you for being on. Hey, thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. And, of course, shout out to RJ, our video producer. And I'm Rosa Panza. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. Get us wherever you find your podcasts.